the image that Jesus uses in today's gospel is supposed to kind of play a little bit with our imagination as to what would happen if I was in a situation like that. You know, like we can think about all our daily worries of, you know, I don't know, making enough money, economic worries. And that if we knew, for example, that the next door neighbor, you know, had this treasure there and all of a sudden we find out that it's going for sale and we could just get a hold of that uh, somehow and it was legal, right? <laughs> that you, you could think about it, well, if I sell my house and I buy it real quick, then if you could imagine, I will never have to work again in my life. It's, it's going to be enough money. So what would happen if I was in a situation kind of like that, then it's like everything in my life would reorganize, right? So I wouldn't be so worried so much about the things that were due at my work, the things that I had to do at uh, the conversation I had to do uh, with my boss, there were a lot of things that would all of a sudden kind of like fall into place as unimportant, right? And another set of things would become very important, like I need to sell my house, I need to do this and that. And I think something like that happens when we think about an even greater purpose, a greater end, which is the purpose of our lives, the end of our lives. So St. Ignatius of Loyola talked about that in what he called the principle and foundation. Kind of what, what's the principle and foundation of our life? And he would say, the way he talked about it, he talked about it in three main points. He would get people to first reflect a little bit about the end. What is the end of our lives? Then to invite us to reflect about what are the means for that end? And finally, to reflect about what is the difficulty getting there? The first, the end. I think for all of us here, I don't need to do a lot of convincing that the end of our life, the ultimate purpose, the ultimate place where we end up is we want to be with God forever, right? So that's, that's the end goal. If we get that clear, everything else kind of rearranges. We live accordingly. That's the end of our life. So that means that what are the means? What is the means? It sounds simplistic, but not really. It's everything else. So I could ask a question. Could you get to God and find the purpose of your life with a lot of money? You could say, well, yeah. You could, like, the way you use that money... You could serve a lot of people with that. Man, you can build houses. You can do all kinds of things. So you can, yeah. Could you get to that purpose, the end of your life, be with God forever without money? Yes, no? Yes? Okay. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't like it so much, but we can. And we have a good example, right? It's like, he's not dressing fancy clothes. Could we get to the purpose of our life with great health? You say, yeah, I could have great, lots of hugs, spend time with my grandchildren, with a long life, with great-grandchildren. Yes, that would be fantastic. Could I get to God if all of a sudden sickness strikes 
and I die young. Could I achieve the purpose of my life? Yes, no? <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't like it so much, but yeah. Everything else like that, all of our worries, our means. So here comes the difficulty. The difficulty is to become free human beings. Because we say we get it clear sometimes, but we get distracted. We think it's clear the purpose of our lives, but all the little things in between become so important that sometimes we lose track. There's this great clip online uh, from, I think it's called Max in the Middle, or, but it's the wrong name. But it's something like a man is looking, the wife leaves the house and she says, I need you to get some bread from the store by the time I get back. And she leaves, he goes get the keys, but he can't find them. So then, oh, he finally finds them in a drawer, but the drawer starts making a funny noise. They're like, okay. So he goes and get the DW40, and he goes to the back, right, of the house. And then when, when he tries to turn on the light, it doesn't turn. So now he goes to change the light bulb. So by the time the wife gets back home, he's fixing the motor of his car. You know? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? I'm doing what you asked me. <laughs> we're a little bit like that. We think we're pursuing the purpose of our life, but somehow we're fixing the car sometimes, and we think that's the most important thing we need to do right now. We got distracted. And we're not free. So we make means ends. Sometimes I get a feeling that, that if I don't have enough money, I will never be able to be happy. I will never be able to serve God. I will never be able to achieve the purpose of my life. And that's a lie. Effectively, what we do without realizing is we say, well, God, I want to get to you. And I have this plan on how I would like to do that with a lot of money, with good health, with a long life, whatever. And then... We don't get it, and then we start working for that. And, and at some point, we say to God, look, God, in order to serve you, I need a lot of money, and I'm not getting it. So you need to help me get the money. You need to help me get the health. You need to help me get the, the wife the way I want it. You need to help me get this and that. And in the end, Ignatius says, we confuse the ends and the means. We're using God as a tool to get the stuff. Right? And that's a real problem. When we're not free, all of those things that could be wonderful in the right context, they could be life-giving. We would be using them rightly, but they become destructive because we make them the end in themselves. And they don't, they, they're not made for that. So, the truth is that if we start doing it, everything gets rearranged in the right way. Meaning, if I really put God at the center of my life, at the center of my pursuits, the way I use money is going to be a healthy way. And, and you know what? If disaster strikes, if a recession comes, <laughs> if cancer comes, if all kinds of things come, and they will come, when they come, 
we enter differently into them if we're free. If we're not free, anything can control us. Our boss can control us with more hours and then lose our family without realizing. Our friends, a toxic friendship could control us with affection and we're not free towards that. All kinds of things can control us when we're not free. When we have the right center in the center of our lives, everything gets reorganized. Sometimes it will work out really great. We had in the first reading, Solomon. Solomon had the right center and he asked for wisdom to live in truth, to live in justice and to be a good person in his job as a king and he produced a wonderful, wealthy, beautiful home for him and his people. It might not always work out like that. It didn't work out so well like that in terms of riches for this guy, right? <laughs> and you might say, well, um, maybe it doesn't work so well. <laughs> well, th this reveals that the purpose is not the money, that the purpose is not to feel good. That's what Christ reveals. The purpose goes beyond. Now, God is greater than that. When you just look at the cross without looking at the resurrection, you might think, well, it didn't work out. The truth is that it did work out. 2,000 years later, the Roman Empire that put Jesus in the cross is no longer around. 2,000 years later, whenever there's war, earthquakes, hunger, the first group that gets there sometimes before any government is Charitas International. That's the biggest charitable organization in the world. That's the Catholic Church. We get there before anybody, and, and we do more than a lot of times the government. Well, it's the unstoppable life of God. And sometimes we pass through the difficulty. We pass through the pain and even death. But if you're free, that won't control you, the fear of death. If you're free... Nothing will control you. And then a lot can be done with God. So I'll finish with this quote from a theologian. It said, false religion says, trust in God and everything you fear will not happen to you. <laughs> Sorry to say, you've heard that, but false religion says that. True religion says, trust in God Everything you fear might still happen to you, <laughs> but is nothing to be afraid of. We would say because God is with us, because you can still build a kingdom, because you can still live a life worth living, and is not going to control us. So with that, perhaps we can try to see what elements of our lives this week we have that are becoming too important. And put it in the right context as means put the Lord in the center. Amen.